You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill, and I, Luke Cutforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond <laughs> with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire round with some of your questions from social media. Don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all socials. Subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Guys, I have some incredible news for you this week. <gasps> what? You ready? Are you ready? What? Luca, Luca has sent in a tweet to us saying, Thanks for making me start running again. You're literally the only motivation I have to even go outside. So yeah, thanks. Luke has been running to our podcast. Do you feel proud of that? Oh, that's Aww. lovely. That's so sweet. I bet we Luke, love Luca. Luca's in the street now and just stopped and is like, so actually, ironically, <laughs> Luke is now not running because of me. So. <laughs> you can keep going. Don't stop. Anyway, so last week, my story came first. And in the polls for should Alfie Days have posted his living on one pound a day challenge video, we had 64% no, which was pretty decisive, I think. I mean, it's yes. 14% over halfway. I don't know if it's deci- well, decisive. Well, it's 28% yes and 8% other. So actually, pretty decisive. Mm. And Vic said on Twitter, it was good for him to post it as it did raise awareness, which got me thinking, do we think Alfie Days might actually have accidentally raised awareness? Uh, this, yeah, this is what I was thinking last week, is that he's actually started a conversation just inadvertently. So. I mean... <laughs> Alfie Days has done more for homelessness than all of us combined. Lucy, your story came second. How did your poll perform? Well, I asked if one man should be able to block the upskirting bill. And unsurprisingly, 78% of people said no. Absolutely. And Sarah said, I think it depends on what the bill is and who it applies to. But an open debate is always going to create a much better outcome, which is kind of what we said, isn't it? Except for me. Mm. Well, that's, I, that's, I fought with you all. That's mm. not agreeing with those Twitter stats. <laughs> <laughs> I think 78% of people didn't understand our point. <laughs> I, I apologise. Or maybe I didn't understand the point. James, how did your poll perform? So my question was, should social media sites adapt their anti-bullying policies to create a more child-friendly environment? Now, surprisingly to me, at least, 63% of people said no. And I thought that was going to, I thought the yes vote was going to be a bit higher. So so didn't we all in Brexit? I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Neil said to us, no, but they should make a lot more effort to verify the age of their users. Do you think that would be a good idea? Because I know Josh, for example, you may not because that could allow tracking. What do you mean? Like if we had some kind of system that said, well, you log in with this like central government ID. Oh, no. Well, no. then. And I just, I think I'm, I'm actually quite happy with the, with the poll in that one. All right, yeah. fair enough. Let's move on with the show. It's time for the first story of the week. That is James's story. 
Josh. Yes. My story this week comes from The Mail Online. Elle McPherson comes under fire for encouraging women to skip meals to get Beachbody ready. These are the three things you need to know. The 54-year-old supermodel presented an item on This Morning last week in which she shared tips for looking better in swimwear. McPherson's tricks included replacing dinner with a protein shake and removing anything white from her diet. Viewers took to social media to complain about the segment. At Leanne Long... Of course they did. Of course they did, right? (laughs) At Leanne Long tweeted, Sorry, but maybe you should tell people that they don't need to change their body just because it's summer. While at Emily Forever Ever posted (laughs) how to get beach body ready. Step one, put on your swimsuit and sun cream. Step two, go to the beach. (laughs) My question is, is the term beach body ready offensive? 20 seconds, Josh, go. That's a great question. I like that. Um, Oh, is it offensive? Uh, No, don't think so. I think people know what you're talking about when you say it. It's like a thing in the office when you're at work, you you know, trying to get beach body ready. I think if you're taking it offensive, you're taking life too seriously a little bit. Need to chill out. All right, James. <laughs> your opinion, opinion on that. Cool. I kind of agree with you and kind of half disagree with you in that I think um, offense is subjective. Yeah. When people uh, talk about getting beach body ready, it, it's talking about getting fit, talking about meeting the conventionally attractive ideal of people you see swimming on the beach in bikinis and speedos and stuff with their yeah, rock hard and hats stuff. And, yeah. I don't know. I, I would say that everyone has a different ideal beach body. Mine would be just a really fit one. Someone that's obviously done a lot of exercise. Yeah, be... and I, I actually, you know, the kind of body that I find attractive is a healthy one. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think this is about looking the best that you can not necessarily saying that everyone needs to conform to this individual idea yeah. or specific idea. You're going to be showing a lot of skin. It's summer. You want to feel com- you know, confident and comfortable. Yeah. You want to get, you know, I'm I'm going to work out a little bit more as we go into summer mm-hmm. than I am in the winter when I'm wearing hoodies, you know, and hiding away and yeah. not, not going out as You've much. You've got the That's most on show that you will all year long. Oh, so yeah. you want... Yeah. But she's not suggesting that you should get as fit as possible she's suggesting that you should replace your dinner with a protein shake and I mean, remove nothing, anything nothing white from your diet yeah but it's not it's not saying like go to the gym get fit it's saying get as skinny as possible well she interestingly replace not remove in the well. segment she also Re- promoted drinking more water taking baths and going swimming to hydrate your body and exercising first thing in the morning so she is promoting okay, fantastic. Well. Well, yeah. But it, does, it not, does it not suggest that somebody who doesn't have an ideal body is therefore not sort of supposed to be on the beach? Does no. That, well, well, Their beach body is If you're different. not ready for the beach, if you're not beach body ready, then it suggests subconsciously that you shouldn't be showing yourself on the beach. That's, oh, I don't know. Do I have to cater for people that have a problem with their image but don't do anything about it? You don't know that they don't do anything about it. They might struggle. They might have a so they're issue getting, with their body. They they're might have a health problem. They're getting ready. Well, no, but they might have a health problem. It's suggesting that they should cover up. Because... So no one should be able to do that because they can't. Or say that no, because no, no, they no, can't. No, 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 no. But the idea of promoting on a national TV station that there's a specific type of body that is correct for the beach. Every other type of body is not correct for the I beach. I don't think they're saying a very specific body. I think they're going, you know, your beach body. I think people that, are taking know, what it what you're happy context. with. Yeah. It's a... So I found it interesting to look at what other countries, what words they use for mm-hmm. beach body ready. And Spain, for example, use Operation Bikini. Yeah. And I think that's wow. almost better because... It's like not saying operation, don't eat anything. It's just operation, I want to look and feel as good as I can. And, yeah. yeah, in a bikini. In a bikini. 
Um, I never feel comfortable in a bikini. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you on that. Actually. We don't yes. feel comfortable when you're in a bikini uh, either, Josh. I don't think I anyone never, feels comfortable. I can never in a achieve Operation Bikini. Am, yeah. I, am I the only one who feels a little bit uncomfortable with this? Is that? Oh no, no, I do feel <laughs> okay. I just feel really uncomfortable with the idea of of going. There's a specific type of body, and if you if you don't conform to that, then that's not okay. You're putting those restrictions on what she said. She has not said there is one body. She's saying get. Get beach body ready. Yes, but they well, are saying that getting be- by getting beach body ready, you are not eating carbohydrates. They are saying no, specifically. Some people already feel like they're beach body ready, so they don't. Have, they wouldn't. You're not going to read an article about getting beach body ready if you feel like you are. I think. Do you think it would have been less of a big deal if they had just said tips for losing weight? Like, do you think people would have reacted in the same way? Well, that would be more on the nose, wouldn't it? Is that that's that? I feel that is essentially what they're saying. Is they're going lose weight to get beach body ready and so whether you agree with that or not that's how i feel is what that's what i feel they are saying and so that they're sort that's sort of being more honest the point isn't about looking a certain way it's about feeling comfortable right that's what everyone wants to do is to feel comfortable in themselves so i think primarily anyone that's got a problem with this automatically probably doesn't feel quite comfortable with themselves i feel fine with myself i just don't feel comfortable with this (laughs) (laughs) but this comes at the same time as things like love island are on tv right and love island has been criticized in in the media and and in in a similar vein as this for only featuring contestants who have one specific type of body and they're on a beach in where is it mallorca Mm -hmm. um and they're all in bikinis all in their swim shorts yeah what the general populace would consider the most attractive form of that of male or female at the moment yeah there's nothing wrong with that you don't think that's a problem i don't think that's a problem at all they are what most and the majority of people would consider is is more attractive. If you don't look like that, that doesn't. It's not saying that. It's going. This is an island where they want to have people that are attractive, people that people can go. Oh my god, he's gorgeous. Oh my god, she's stunning. Things like that, and people can find people attractive. They're going to get attractive, or what the general consensus of people would find attractive in someone. I think there's bigger problem issues to highlight on highlight on Love Island, like the the lack of anything apart from straight coupling and stuff like that. I think there's there's bigger issues that could be more interesting than, than how they look. How they look is how they look because that's what the majority of people find attractive or more attractive. Yeah, I've, I just think Love Island is a bit different in the sense that it's a reality show where people tune in to watch hot people kiss hot people. And um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's weird? essentially the show, is it? It's weird, but that is essentially the show where this has gone on like a, a morning breakfast show on TV and she's gone... Oh, all of you at home, this is this is what you got to look like to, if you want to go to the beach. All right, fantastic. Well, you can let us know what you think on Twitter in our polls. It's time for our second story. That's Lucy's story. So my headline comes from The Sun. Teens as young as 14 admit taking smart drugs to pass the hardest ever exams. Here are the three things that you need to know. Students have admitted to illegally buying and taking prescription drugs such as Ritalin, Adderall and Modafinil to cope with GCSE exam pressure. A student called Media Abid told this morning that tablets she took during her A-levels were like jet fuel and that they gave her a tunnel focus. The drugs belong to the same family as amphetamine and are intended to help sufferers of conditions like ADHD and narcolepsy to focus and stay alert. They can cause serious side effects including anxiety, irritability and insomnia. Yes, they do. (laughs) Josh, my question for you is should taking study drugs be classed as cheating? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Are they legal? That's a good question. Are they? I mean, they are. They are prescription drugs, but they are buying them illegally. If it's a prescription drug and you've not been prescribed it, it's illegal to take it. 
Here we go. While it is illegal to sell modafinil in the UK without a prescription, it is not illegal to buy it. So it's not illegal to buy. Sites in India make the purchase available to UK customers. Oh, then it's fine. <laughs> and yeah, students absolutely. have been known to memorize the symptoms for conditions like ADHD, go to their doctors and kind of fake a condition to then get the prescription. Oh, wow. I mean, this that uh, is really extra. I, don't, I mean, if it's legal, then that's fine. I mean, it, maybe the people selling it should be cracked down on a little bit more because that sounds like a bit of a hole in the system. But um, what's more frustrating for me is people feeling like they have to like how hard are these yeah. exams yeah that they it's feel like you issue. have to have drugs to i mean okay like yeah they're enhancing their ability it's technically cheating but i mean it depends if the pressure if children are making that decision to go this is way too much i need some help rather than just i study need to take substances and, to help me. yeah <laughs> i need to i need to abuse a substance that i technically shouldn't be allowed to buy or able to buy then something's wrong there, isn't it? I don't think that's the issue. I think they're not, just not being supported properly. The issue is, I don't think it's cheating because with the Edu Birdie scandal that we had a while ago, that was using someone else's brain to help mm. you along with your yeah. degree. But yeah. this is enhancing your own brain and it's not actually proven to make you more intelligent. It just makes you more focused. So does energy drinks, so do coffee, so, so does sleeping. coffee, True. sleeping, so eating does... salmon. <laughs> So it's kind of the same thing as like if you have a particularly difficult home life you're going to sleep less you're going to be more stressed you're going to do worse in exams right mm. so it's kind of like it's just as unfair as people having different amounts of privilege in their lives i suppose i think i agree with josh here that, that it's not cheating it's dishonest i suppose i mean I, I have to be honest no, no, i have, I have tried Lucy. this once not as a study drug not for for the purposes of cheating or for purposes of being in exam i've tried it because i needed to work on something and it was kind of crazy and i was working so hard for like 12 hours i wouldn't recommend it it is uncomfortable it is unpleasant it makes you feel very ill but it did make me focus it was mental <laughs> Please don't take that as an advert. <laughs> Disclaimer, um, please do not take these drugs. <laughs> um, what about comparing it with sports stars and athletes taking steroids and performance enhancing drugs? How do they compare? I was just about to ask this then. What's the difference between an athlete taking an enhancing drug to aid their, their physical ability? Because versus... they agree not to. Yeah, that's true. Very. They very do. True. Well, I don't know. Is there any kind of inherent yeah, agreement yeah, in you, an exam you, that you, you don't yeah. don't enhance yourself in any way? I'm not mm, sure. I guess no. not. I don't remember signing any such <laughs> contracts when I was a kid. <laughs> but, but athletes, yeah, athletes agree to conform to the rules that. But apply, also, I think I think in inherently steroids do make you grow muscle on your own, whereas a drug like this just makes you more focused. So you still have to do the learning in order to. You still have yeah. to study. Yeah, athletes still had have to train, but I think it's more about. The fact that students aren't exactly competing against each other. It's not like there's first place, second place, third place. And do you, you don't think we should be tested for, for these kind of substances? No, but I think it's very worrying that reportedly people as young as 14 have been using them. Wait, so they're going, we're going to do drug tests well, in I mean, schools I mean, before exams? It would exams. be so hard. I mean, <laughs> at the ridiculous. moment... ridiculous. Some universities are looking around to see if somebody looks particularly wired and they admit to it, but that's <laughs> the only thing that they can do. It would be so hard. I think and everyone so looks particularly but, but, wired but, before an exam. But when they admit it... I don't think they deserve a first, do they? I suppose the issue here is basically that we are examining students' ability based on a very small um, band of, of, of intelligence, right? And so we're doing it based on these very specific memory tests. Yeah. And so you're able to take a memory drug to increase your grade. And so while we think that maybe this is dishonest, we also are, are this is like what we said a few weeks ago on the, on the podcast in another topic, we're inside a bad system. And so 
these kids are so desperate to get their grades that they are taking any single opportunity they can to get a one up on each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If this was widely available when I was doing my GCSEs, I would have a hundred percent taken it. The fact that you have to study for two years and then remember everything you learnt two years ago. So two it years is ago. a memory test. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like bang it all out at the end. And so really you can't really blame these kids for doing this. What do you think, Josh, about what James was saying that some kids memorize the symptoms of ADHD to then go and get themselves prescribed this? Because you can buy it online, but also it's easier to get it from a doctor. Like, do you think that that's too far? Or do you think like anything's game in this exam? No, that's on their medical files. Like, their doctors are going to treat them for that, and then it's going to be in their history. They're going to go and get diagnosed with other things as they get older, and it's going to affect their diagnosis. So the message is, buy it illegally. Yeah, don't. the message is, not buy it illegally. <laughs> yeah. It's don't do anything illegal, but also don't fake having other illnesses to... to to get something because that could affect the diagnosis the diagnosis in the future <laughs> we anyone who's that ridiculously stupid that goes and does that should isn't going to do well in the test anyway <laughs> okay. so. it must be so much more effort though as well like the thing is though if we go back to the main question that lucy asked should taking drugs be classified as cheating i actually i do think it's cheating i do think really? you're actively putting something into your body to give yourself an advantage over your your uh what's the word uh, peers, your peers. <laughs> and so that is cheating so what about coffee no because you doing well doesn't affect anyone else i don't see enhancing your it's if if that affects your career and your how much you earn and everything like that it's only you that it affects so i don't see the problem in it and and, like you're not gonna you know not drink coffee you're not gonna make sure everyone sleeps the same amount the night before you're not gonna there's all these other elements that are just the same Uh, if it's not illegal then it's not cheating. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I feel like it should be cheating, but technically it's not cheating. It, I don't know how it is here. Morally, yeah. I think it's cheating. Morally, I think it's cheating. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's cheating it's, morally at all. I could not disagree with you more on that. Like, it's, it's, it's the same as a Red Bull. Like, the only thing I think that's dangerous about it is I don't think there's any moral problem. I don't think anyone should be looking at themselves if they've taken this drug and going, oh, I'm morally wrong. Like, I don't think they are at all. I do think there are side effects on this that are, like, anxiety, uh, irritability, and insomnia, all of which are awful things to go through Mm. so if if you're struggling that much that you're risking having those things to take this drug you should really talk to your parents you should go talk to your school you should tell them that you're not getting enough help and if they then don't help you take it further talk to your mp and you know start a conversation happening but it's a shame that people do have to rely on these things but i don't think it's a i don't think it's cheating at all okay well you can let us know what you think on twitter at educating josh Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now it's time for our last story. That's my story. Josh, my story this week comes from The Independent, and it is that. Former footballer Jason Cundy says women's voices are too high-pitched to commentate football matches. Here are the three things you need to know. The ex-Chelsea player told ITV's Good Morning Britain that, quote, for 90 minutes, listening to a high-pitched tone isn't what I want to hear. He also said, it's like, would you rather listen to Ed Sheeran or Celine Dion? We all have a choice. He's very right. <laughs> he, well, he's right that they, we have a choice. Cundy's comments came after Vicky Sparks made history by becoming the first woman to commentate live on a World Cup game. That is amazing. The BBC sports reporter took to the mic for Portugal's game against Morocco last week. Cundy has now apologised, saying, there are times when you have to hold your hands up and admit you are wrong and have been an idiot. My question for you, Josh, is... Is it sexist to prefer a man commentating football? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. No. Okay. That's a, that's a ridiculous... <laughs> like, how can it be sexist to have a preference? Like, it's a personal preference. Even, like, where he's saying, it's like, would you rather listen to Ed Sheeran or Celine Dion? That's his personal preference. He said nothing wrong in that statement. He's also said, we all have a choice. He's completely right. I don't think it's sexist to prefer a man commentating. Why would all of these examples I'm of really like confused. of like Ed Sheeran or Celine Dion? That all comes from a basis of choice, where historically we haven't really had a choice for female commentators up until now. But that's not his fault. He's just commentating that he doesn't. Like Obviously, it. it's not his fault. Why is that sexist? I would agree with you that it's not sexist to prefer a man commentating. Yeah. However, I think this comes from a point of sexism in that he has grown up in a world where men commentate football. And so he only prefers men commentating football because men have always commentated football. Okay. And he's then therefore just completely shutting off the opportunity that women could or maybe should commentate football because no, you're not used to it. It's great that she's had that opportunity. It's great that we're going to start doing that. And the people that, can, that want to like it can like it. It I absolutely think... stems from sexism. This, this... Of course it comes from there. But like that, you know. I, I think it. she's got a lovely voice. Yeah. <laughs> I really but do. But he didn't say she had a nasty voice. He just said that he... It was high pitched. Yeah, it's too high pitched for him. So in that case, he should really have said that he doesn't like having a high pitched commentator, not necessarily a woman. Because he's writing off all women. You could have a low-voiced woman commentator. I mean, yeah, but that's just being, like, really finicky. Like, he's going, in general, I probably won't like a female commentator because, in general, they are too... Like, do you want him to just add 30 generals in all his sentences just to hopefully not offend anyone? Like, I think that someone with a naturally high-pitched voice wouldn't be... wouldn't really get any success in the world of commentating. So I really don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. They wouldn't put someone mm. with a grating voice in the box. Yeah. So do you think that, for example, David Beckham, who has a high-pitched voice, do you think he should not have a commentating career? Or do you think it would be okay for people to go, well, he can't have a commentating career because he's, he's got a high voice? 
I don't think David Beckham would have a commentating career. Like he, he may well do. He, well, I wouldn't listen. My <laughs> preference not to listen. He'd annoy me too much. His voice is really annoying. I mean, it's it's in films how annoying his voice is. It's it's the butt of most jokes. Like he he does have quite a silly voice. Sorry, Bex. But that's a different thing. He does to... have an amazing right foot though. So, okay, but that's a very different thing. Saying this one very specific person has an annoying voice is very different to ruling out an entire gender. Did he say that they should never have another opportunity or did he say I won't be listening to it? Because I think it's just obvious that he he's saying it's because mm. women's voices are too high pitched, but what he really means is I don't want women speaking. I don't want women speaking. Yeah. It's not what I'm used content. to. If so, so I mean, I mean, no, <laughs> you can't speak for him. You can't I'm not. put words into. I'm saying uh, I think it's obvious. It, well, he did say he did say outright. I prefer a woman, a man's voice over a woman's voice. It wasn't just talking about pitch. He did say, but that isn't sexist. And the main difference between a man and a woman in voice is pitch. Our so, voices drop. So, John, like, if, if there was a situation where ITV were putting on a football game and they did some market research and they found out, well. More people are going to watch if a man commentates than a woman commentates, so we just never have a woman commentate. Would that? Would you have a problem with that? No, because th that's the issue. Is that this stems from the fact that he's never seen a woman commentating a football match. He's not used to it. If we all grew up with women commentating football matches, we'd probably be saying It'd the same thing normal. about men. And so there does have to be a right. point where you just go, "Enough's enough. Women are going to commentate. You can just get over it or not watch." Right. So, but you wouldn't have a problem if ITV were like, well, we're just going to have men because no, our viewing figures a, are lower. No, they're a business. They want to get the highest viewing figures they can. I just, I don't understand. Like, he has, I, again, probably need to see the interview, but like, unless he's outright gone, women shouldn't commentate on football at all because they're women, it's not sexist. And I can agree that it probably comes from a place of sexism. Of course it has. Like, it, for me, that seems obvious, but... You know, it was a it was seen as a man sport. Men did it. Men had jobs in radio, and that was where it like so men tended to comment commentate more, and that's that's unfortunate. But I don't don't see how what he said is sexist. I get what you mean. I understand that that he yes, it's not sexist to have a preference in something. Right? I, yeah, I completely agree. I just think that really he should keep that preference to himself and shut up. He was asked. He was asked right. why, so no, he shouldn't keep it to himself. He was in it, having an interview. He was asked. They also brought up um, the fact that, you know, it's, it's great that people have a choice. It's great that girls are seeing another role that they can grow and aspire to. Did he outright go, no, it's not. Women shouldn't do it. No, it shouldn't be a choice. No, it shouldn't be an option. Like, has, he hasn't said or done anything sexist. He's just gone, this is my preference. And he's been absolutely made a, a, a martyr out of it. I just think there's a more subtle, less um, on-the-nose sort of undertone yeah. to it. That's not. It's not anything I can give you a specific quote on. It's not anything I can say outright. But there's a general consensus of women shouldn't be doing this. Or I don't like women doing this. Or just that kind of... I think people, including a lot of the people around this table, are assuming that. I don't agree Like that there's this undertone. You're reading into something. Maybe we can have a look at something that John Terry, yeah, I think it weird. was, he put an Instagram story whilst the match was going on saying having to listen with the volume off. Um, he then came out later and said that the reason he posted that was because he'd just gone back, got back from a trip and that his volume or the his sound on his weren't TV working. weren't working. <laughs> so I don't think that's the language you would use if that occurred. I think it, you would say sound off or with no sound not the volume. That's like, I need to turn down this woman. Nobody is gonna outright say, I don't want women to commentate. 
but they are going to put it out there and say it in a way I think that's which why is they subtle. Make their preference so, vocal. so we can't Again, argue with it. that's you putting words into someone's mouth and head that aren't necessarily there. What if this guy just genuine, genuinely doesn't prefer listening to a woman and he'd rather listen to a man? Whether that's because of what he's used to, he's not the cause of all sexism in our history. Like it's not his fault. Then why would he go on Good Morning Britain to talk about it? Go on TV and talk about his preference. I mean, you 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 tell me. They have a breakfast show. They invite people that are relevant to a situation. If it was a preference, I don't think anybody would care that much about a preference. Well, they, to go on TV. They've asked him. He, he doesn't. It. He's not gone to them going. I need a platform to tell right. people my preference. They've they've found him and gone. This is a story. Let's find someone that's got right. something we can make a story out of. So I don't think the issue is black and white. I'm not calling him sexist and I can't say that his comments were sexist. Mm-hmm. But what I do know and my experience as a woman is that we all know that behind the scenes there is a lot of sexism and mm-hmm. I think this was a really cleverly worded and planned way of not being sexist outright but kind of saying we don't want women, do- women doing this. So by having that preference, which technically isn't yeah, sexist... Yeah, and like, you can't argue with this because it's a personal preference. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But I know but just by the general vibe that I got from the interview that it, that wasn't exactly what he was saying. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a fair enough And if it was like take. that, he wouldn't have apologised afterwards. And also I think yeah. he would have put it forward more like... Well, it's not what I'm used to. It might take some getting used to, but um, it's something fresh and new. And he would have pointed out how important it is that we have women commentating. He didn't do any mm-hmm. of that. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's not his mm-hmm. job. But like, yeah, I mean, someone maybe more forward thinking and someone more, <laughs> a little bit more tactful may have done it that way. But yeah, but I, I do, I, I, can, I think that Lucy's 100% entitled to, to, to read into that. And I think that's a, that is a really good point. And it could be a probability, but I think that, Pierce and and his co-host have have jumped on, um, have jumped on this guy for slipping up. Maybe yeah. Or... Pierce was trying to get him to say more, and he obviously wasn't going to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you can let us know what you think on Twitter in the polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the quick fire round. Josh, MPs have called to make homophobic chants at football matches illegal. They're all closet gays. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! What the MPs or the football chanters? The football chanters. Oh my! They're God. all classic games. No, they all just not. really enjoy playing with balls. No, no. YouTuber Tanner Mongoose has set up a rival convention to VidCon in which everyone is a featured creator after being snubbed from the latter event. The event quickly descended into chaos, was shut down, and left many attendees without food, water, or toilet facilities. I mean, I could have called that. I should, I should have put money on it. Ohio resident Jacob Vaughan found a black widow spider in his broccoli and then adopted it. I hate spiders. <laughs> I love them. Black I widow spiders are poisonous, by the way. Spiders. They're poisonous. They're very poisonous. And it's poisonous yeah. as well. No, they're yeah. venomous. They're venomous. Venomous. Sorry, my mistake. Sorry. That- Tennis star Nick Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios. Kyrgios has been fined 15,000 euros for miming a sex act with his water bottle. I think Nick was too Wait, curious. Why didn't I hear about this? <laughs> was the to, lid off? How did he do that? Why to, basically, okay, well, uh, PG rating moment, but he rubs the water bottle, makes a funny face, and then squirts water onto the court. Nick! <laughs> at Wimbledon? No, at, what was it? At some tennis event. The Australian Open probably. Yeah. Oh. And finally, our positive story of the week, Josh, a company called Appeal has created a coating that keeps your avocados fresh for twice as long. Look, I'm not going to lie, that is such a weak story. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. We have agreed 
on nothing this week. So Woo! fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there are polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love you to send in more questions for next week's quick fire round. Please subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. 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 